He was the guy who turned around Syracuse last year from four and eight the previous two seasons to 10 and three. Somebody predicted that. I can't remember who it was. Dino Babers was the author of that turnaround. The Syracuse coach joins us now. Coach, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. I don't know if you remember 12 months ago me showing you that I wrote in our magazine that you would be the surprise team in the ACC. I think your role and your players' role, frankly, were much larger than mine. But uh, do you at least get, get a good vibe from our show last time you were here? Do you remember? Definitely a good vibe, and I can't wait to see what you got this year. <laughs> Did you say Final Four? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, college football playoff for Coach Babers in the Orange. Hey, uh, what serious thing? I, you're getting credit for being or looking much younger than you actually are, and I'm glad somebody asked you a lunar landing question. Because most folks would look at you and say, there's no way Dino Babers was around for an anniversary that's celebrating its 50th now. And I loved your answer earlier today, and I hope you'll share it again. You and I were raised with like three or four channels on a black and white TV. I'm only a little younger than you. You mentioned Speed Racer, which I actually watched as a kid. And you remember standing in your living room watching the lunar landing and listening to your mom and dad talking about America and this special moment. You must have been like five or six or whatever. What can you share about that? Because the 50th anniversary is upon us, and I was just mesmerized listening to you break that down. Well, it's the, the, listening to the mom, mom and dad, when mom and dad starts talking like that when you're little, you know it's important. When it's important, you want to listen because yeah. you want to hear something that maybe you're not supposed to hear. <laughs> and just hearing the whole the reference between you know USA and Russia and Sputnik and, and getting to the moon first and all that kind of stuff, it was a really big deal. And uh, it's, it's the two things that I, well, there's, it's, there's really three things I really remember from that era. I remember that. I remember John F. Kennedy mm. getting, getting killed and Martin Luther King Jr. getting killed. And those are the three things I remember from my childhood. Well, that's a happy one to go yeah, with the yeah. two really, really sad ones. Yeah. Dino Babers is joining us. You can follow him on Twitter at Coach Baber SQs. Is that right? At Coach Babers Qs. At Coach Babers Qs. Dino's, Dino Babers joining us on the David Glenn Show. Uh, one question we've asked everybody. What is a book, a movie, a trip, or another experience you've had in the last 12 months that was meaningful to you? and that you would share with our statewide audience? Well, it's going to go with a movie. I've been really busy. So the movie is I saw yesterday like four or five days ago. So did I. And I'm telling you, the Beatles, oh, my goodness. That was unbelievable. They did a fantastic job with that movie. Before that, I got to see the Elton John movie. Now, the Elton John movie I would probably put third. All right. Because I've got to throw in uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. I always say it wrong. Someone say it correct for me. Come on, get Bohemian it. Rhapsody. Thank you very you much. It, and then the whole the whole Queen thing, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that was definitely number one. And of course, they got. I think they got some Academy Awards and all that kind of stuff already. But that trifecta of music. I mean, I just think those three those three are dynamic. Don't. Don't forget, I got throughout the props that the Lion King is coming out Friday. That's Thursday. <laughs> That's Thursday if you know the the theater director and you can get the midnight <laughs> tickets. But Friday will be out there. The remake of the Lion King. Remember, remember who you are. You have. <laughs> Coach Babers has Rafiki-style wisdom <laughs> as he drops <laughs> pearls of wisdom here on the David Glenn Show. Uh, 
I, you actually brought up earlier today the Beatles and Queen and other musical acts in the football context, right? Yes, you sir. don't want to be the one-hit wonder mm-hmm. 10 wins at Syracuse. Mm-hmm. You want to crank out, you know, big hits. I thought that was a perfect analogy. Now, somebody said you took a shot at Vanilla, vanilla Ice as a one-hit wonder. Well, I don't know if that's accurate or not. I don't know. Vanilla Ice made two good songs? Maybe three. I don't know. Do you guys know? I'm not sure, but we got the point either way. <laughs> What was it, Ice Ice Baby? Well, you know the words. Now, give me another word. Give me another song. Oh, gosh. That's my point exactly. <laughs> Isn't there a love song in there somewhere? No? Uh, is it Heavy Something? Isn't that another Vanilla Ice song? I can maybe name two. No, anyway, you can't. The, yeah. I can give you 50 Beatles songs if I you know, want them. There you uh, go. But, but go ahead and elaborate on that. Maybe as you communicate it to your orange football players, you don't want to be a one-hit wonder. What, what goes into consistent success? Well, here's the thing. I mean, 10 wins, that's hard to do in college it football. Is. And it's really hard to do for a football team that hadn't had a winning season in a while. Now, we, the last time we had a 10-win season was 2001. So that was 18 years ago, 17 years ago. And now what we want to do is we, we don't want to be occasionally great. We want to be consistently good. And that means that we need to turn around and have another season to kind of let people know, hey, that we're going to be here. We're going to be around. That doesn't mean we're going to do it. Yeah. All it means is that we've got a chance to do it. But you better think about it. You better write it down as a goal, and you need to work towards it if you're going to have an opportunity to pull something like that off. Some of the greatest players in college football history played at Syracuse, some of them from my childhood. Did your 10-3 and season, I mean, I'm sure some of them reach out to you the day you got the job, but can you just share how did that impact Orange Nation when you saw that longer drought and lack of winning seasons? It wasn't just a nice little bowl season, man. Ten wins, as you said, ain't easy to do. Who who did you hear from, and, and how did the rest of your fan base react? Heard from everybody. I mean, the Jones brothers, Art, Chandler, uh, MacPherson that really probably should have won the Heisman Trophy when he was here. All the, all the guys came back. I got a chance. I had never met Larry Zonka. I wanted to wow. meet Larry Zonka. You win 10 games, boom, Larry Zonka's in the house. Are you kidding me? <laughs> 39, Larry Zonka. I'm rubbing elbows with Larry Zonka. The guy that was on the, on the team that hasn't lost, didn't lose a game in the National Football League and is still a record. Got a second sit down with Jim Brown and his oh, son man. and his wife in Los Angeles when I had to talk to some boosters out there. The only man that when he, I sit down with him, I instantly have a speech impediment. <laughs> the only man. I've been around a lot of people, and I'm like, hello, Mr. President. Yes, Mr. <laughs> President, how are you doing? Yeah. Colin Powell, nice to meet you. Jim Brown, I can't speak. I mean, just an amazing individual. And to get an opportunity to talk to those guys and to know that, Winning 10 games has something to do with it as well was truly a blessing. One of the big questions at this year's edition of the ACC kickoff is who can challenge Clemson? You actually on the field have done that as well as anybody these last couple of years. How does that impact the guys, knowing that they've been there, done that, even if you didn't get you know the win necessarily? You guys, I mean, football is so – if you're – Football is so weird. It's a weird game. It, it is. really is. And it, and if you're not around it a lot like you guys are or really into it, you miss the point. Like, we played that game, we lost. Okay, key word in the sentence, loss. Yeah. We, don't, we don't feel excited that it was close. 
it might as well have been 54 to zero. Not really, yeah. not really, but it counts the exact same thing in the win column. You know, and then we played them and we won. Okay, you know, some people would say that we barely won. Guess what? It might as well have been 54 to zero that we won because it counts the same in the win column. And we're not all about just winning because we are about winning the right way. That is important for us and our university and our administration. But when it comes to playing people like that, the only thing that matters is the W and the L. And uh, we, didn't get it, we didn't get it done. So it didn't matter that it was close. You know, they're undefeated. They haven't had a loss since 2017. They're the national champs. And they are the big dogs sitting on the porch. And everybody else is waiting for them to leave to come up and get some water and some, and some, some what are those dog food called? Purina <laughs> Cup Puppet Chow. <laughs> Last thing for Dino Babers. On his first trip to the David Glenn Show four years ago, he said he wanted to turn Cuse into the kings of the north. He dropped a Game of Thrones reference on us on day one. Uh, as we thank you for your time and send you on your, to your next uh, stop on this car wash tour here, the ACC network is no longer just an idea, right? It's almost here. You're not the athletic director or the university president, but I wonder how does it impact you as a football head coach to know that you have a channel starting August 22nd with your fans to enjoy it. Maybe it impacts recruits and their families. I don't know. But, but just how do you put into words uh, how that arrival and maybe even its longer-term promise helps you in your job as Syracuse's football coach? Now, I went to a camp uh, this summer, Lawrence First and Goal, and got an opportunity to speak to a lot of the top recruits in the Northeast. And I challenged them that, you know, you guys need to start thinking about staying at home more. And, it, and that's not, oh, you come down here and recruit Florida, you're going to go tell the Florida guy. We recruit everywhere. But it's almost like uh, the guys feel like if you're a really good football player, you have to come down south. I said, that's not true. You get 22, 25 players anywhere in the country, and you put them in the same jersey, you're going to have an opportunity to win a national championship. Okay? So you can win a national championship anywhere if you have enough good players. Okay? And I really believe that when it, when it comes to the kings of the north and the northeast, that uh, – we try to recruit as many players as we can from there, but we're going to always work out to get players that are capable of helping us win and win games like Clemson, like Florida State, like Louisville with Lamar Jackson, or Boston College with Dillon, or NC State with the people that they have. And I think that it's really important that you have some pride about where you come from. And I watch this, and I really think the Southern States do a great job of having that pride instilled in their high school players we need to we need to make sure that we're doing the exact same thing up in the north now game of thrones you know when it ended the seven kingdoms the, the seven realms that when it was all said and done it turned into the six kingdoms and the six realms one of the realms pulled away and went went as an independent st country are you telling us that Syracuse is about to leave the ACC? Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. What I'm, say what I'm saying I'm is, is that we're, we're still in the ACC, but if we're going yeah. to make our own decision whether we're going to fight the ice people or we're going to yeah. come down south and help you guys with some wars. No, we, I'm just kidding. It, it's the ACC network, man, and that helps kind of with the brand that you're talking about building coming soon to a TV screen near you. Thanks for the memories, Coach, and as always for the time on the David Glenn Show. Hey, you guys, thank you so much. Game of Thrones, what a series. Can't wait for the next one. From the moon landing to the Beatles to Vanilla Ice, to he's, he's told us stories about, like, life-threatening car crashes and uh, the, the military part of his familial background. Dude's just all 
He's, he's an open book with us. We appreciate that. He is the Syracuse head football coach on Twitter at Coach Babers Cuse. At Coach Babers Cuse. Took me a while to spit that out the first time. We appreciate Dino dropping by. He's always a lot of fun. You never know what you're going to get next. See, I wasn't kidding. Now when I tell you guys stories about black and white TVs, only three or four channels, or speed racer cartoons, you know that I'm not making that up. That's not, a, that's not some fictional parallel universe. That actually happened. Now I, for the record, am not old enough to remember the moon landing. Dino is old enough that I think he said he was five or six and remembers watching that on TV and hearing his mom and dad talk about it in the aftermath. That was earlier today. He even talked about how he didn't want to get all political, but it was fun to see America united around something like the, the moon landing, and we all know what he meant given the contrast here in 2019. But as a Syracuse football coach, probably best that he doesn't go f too far down those particular rabbit holes here at the ACC kickoff event. Dino Babers, Syracuse, in the books after a 10-3 and season. That was his breakthrough after back-to-back -back four and eights. And nobody's favored against Clemson, but nobody has played consistently against Clemson quite as well as the Orange have the last couple years under Dino Babers. We're back after this on the David Glenn Show.